and biscuits. No, no. This ain't no Red Lobster commercial, y'all. It's a story of two weirdos who met 20 years ago, fell in love, and are building a life of adventure and living life next level, especially when it comes to being mindful and embracing the present. I have a special guest on today's episode of Fear No Ego, and we're going to chat all about growing your practice of mindfulness, what it is, what are some benefits, what are some tips to be more mindful and present. And if you're like me, this doesn't come naturally to you, like at all. So you want to listen to this episode. This is years of practice broken down into a goofy ass conversation, but with real tips for you to take away information to use in your life. Life is a journey, right? But are you constantly focused on the end result? reaching that next goal, getting that promotion, and then you'll be happy and settled and less stressed out? What about all the time that you spent working towards it? Is that time wasted? Stressing, worrying, fearing the outcome, daydreaming of the outcome, yet you miss that special moment with your loved one because you were too focused on the future? This episode is for you because you are my people. Y'all can't even handle it, but get ready. There will be laughs, there will be shots fired, there will be breakthroughs, and there will be biscuits. Stick around to the end when we share why this is the name of the episode and why biscuits are vulnerable in our house. I'm Alexis Roberts. Let's dig in. friends. Today, I am so excited to have the love of my life, my fiance, and one of the greatest inspirations in my life on the show to share his wisdom on mindfulness and enjoying the journey. And since your girl has struggled with this her entire life, he keeps me grounded when I get a little woohoo in Anxiousville. All right, all right, all right. So first off, thank you, baby, for agreeing to be my first guest. What to do, baby boo? Thank you very much. I'm so happy to be here and so honored to be a part of episode two of Fear No Ego. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this episode with me. I know it's a little bit crazy, but so are we, right? So sure first, are. <laughs> so first off, I I'm really excited to talk about this topic specifically with you because as I mentioned. You are one of my greatest inspirations with this. You you help keep me grounded, but I know I'm not the only one that struggles with this, right? Like there are so many other people out there that struggle with it. In fact, a lot of you listening right now, I've talked to you about this exact struggle. And so before we dig into the real nitty gritty on mindfulness, we'll give you a little backdrop of kind of who we are for y'all that don't know us. So we're going to share our full story on another episode because that's just a much longer story than it's a long one. (laughs) Yeah, we don't have time for that right now. Um, That would pretty much take up like the whole episode. Um, But we're just like any other couple. We talk in noises, song lyrics, movie quotes, cuss words, weird random accents. That might be my favorite. making up completely irrelevant and ridiculous stories about whatever. And we never go a day without saying I love you 20 plus times. I'm sure it's 
much higher than that, actually. But I was trying to be, you know. Oh, that's minimum. Yeah. <laughs> and she's not li- she's not lying, y'all. That's this is totally true. Yeah. He he vetted, he vetted some of this that I was gonna share. But we also make sure to communicate how we're feeling. We really try to do that in the moment whenever possible because we recognize we don't want to let things fester. And we try to think of the other person's position and feelings. And we consider each other. We always consider each other and we partner in all decisions. Well, okay, we partner in all big decisions, but like Amazon purchases, that that's kind of my thing. Oh, that's all her. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we encourage each other to no end. We listen to each other. We challenge each other. We lift each other up. We laugh with and at each other quite often. And we never let something fester to the point of a screaming match partially because we both grew up in an environment where fighting was big and we agreed that that's not a life that we're interested in so shaughnessy sound about right it sure does man shaughnessy that that's going that's reaching way back in the box right i know (laughs) i love it i love that i'm the only one because i am the only one that has called you that right you are the only one i love that (laughs) It's all you, baby. (laughs) That's amazing. All right. So, yes, we're super excited to get into this topic. And I want to start with a little bit of a preface here by saying we are not psychologists. We're not experts. Hell, we're not even gurus. We never claim to be. But these are things that we have picked up through years of practice, reading, attending seminars, listening to podcasts studying in courses, the work of personal development. And we share this in the hopes that something will spark an idea and help you. So I just wanted to put that out there. It's not really a disclaimer, but kind of. I just want people to be aware. So this is an area that I I often look at you in awe because you're so good at keeping yourself grounded in the present moment and i really view this as one of your superpowers like in my eyes it is one of your biggest superpowers and you know not to take credit away from the years of work that you've put into it because i know that you have i mean i've watched you for for many years but i know just through talking about this topic so even just saying that you know quick little tangent I mean, this is, y'all know, this is just how my brain works. So admitting that this is a shortcoming of my own, like I'm not great at being in the present moment, that would have been really tough for me, for the old me to say that, you know, the pre-personal development me. But I've learned, and, and this is why I share this real quick, that confidence doesn't come from knowing all the things and being great at them. Confidence comes from knowing the areas you're not great at, accepting it, and trying anyway while learning from those that are good at it. So thus why I pick, you know, one of the kings in my life at this topic. And so just, you know, again, watch for a future episode on confidence. I'm really excited about that one. It's going to be amazing. And I hope it'll help you as much as it's been helping me to develop it. So, okay, I I had to get that out really quick, but back to mindfulness. Actually, that's kind of sad. 
I totally just went off like future, not being mindful. See, pr prime example right there. So I'm actually super thankful, Sean, that you are good at being present because, you know, not only because I've learned a lot from you, but if we were both big picture quotes, big picture people and had anxious habits of thinking, because if you listen to episode one, y'all, you know that that's how my brain works. We'd be struggling, Sean. We'd be struggling. <laughs> so, but as, you know, luck or fate would have, would have it, I tend to be more big picture while you tend to be the present, right? Is that about right? I would say so. So I'd love to ask you some questions and then we can just kind of chat. I, I I just I love this kind of spitballing different ideas and things. So is that cool? Yeah, this is gonna be fun. Let's let's get after it. Awesome. All right. So could you share a little bit about how you grew your strength in being more mindful? So I will preface my answer to that question by saying that being present um mindfulness if you will has always been somewhat of a natural strength of mine um i actually did not really realize that that was something that i needed to work on until later in life <clears throat> and i also for a long time i did not understand that the ability to maintain being present in your mind was something that a lot of people actually struggled with i guess i just kind of always thought well that's the way that everybody thinks and i've come to learn that that is indeed not the case and that is an area you know you you call it a superpower of mine um i tend to be a little more um you know, a little more nonchalant about it and just be like, okay, yeah, I consider that a strength of mine, but um, it really is something that I have identified that, um, yeah, I am pretty good at it, but that doesn't mean that I can't get better. And that doesn't, that also doesn't mean that I can't help others work to develop that strength too. Tell a little bit about, though, like I'm thinking of one book in particular that that you turned me onto, and that would be like Zen Golf that comes to mind that I know you studied and, and could damn near quote, I feel like, in some cases. So talk a little bit about that. So yeah, Zen Golf. It's uh, written by Dr. Deepak Chopra. Um, very. I'm sure anybody who is listening to this podcast who's done any work in mindfulness or self improvement has at least heard of Dr. Chopra, if not read a lot of his works. Um, he has a ton of great information, or like a ton of great books, and I think he has a podcast. I'm not sure, but. Um, just a just an absolute you talk about gurus he is a guru when it comes to uh all things mindfulness and self-improvement stuff like that as far as the book zen golf now anybody who knows me knows that i enjoy playing 
golf, uh, whether it be ball golf or disc golf. Uh, it just it's a sport that fascinates me. But one of the reasons that it fascinates me so much is it challenges my mind so much. Anybody who's played understands that um, your mind can be your greatest asset in a game like that, or it can be your biggest enemy. Um, and more often than not, the enemy side can come out. So as far as how mindfulness plays into, say, a sport such as golf, but it can also be applied to anything that you're else that you're doing in life. Um, maintaining being present is one of the absolute most important things you could possibly do. Um, a lot of reduction in performance that has to do with anybody in any kind of circumstance a lot of times stems from either a fear of how you had performed in the past like for instance in golf you know say you get up to a particular tee shot and you've hit your last five tee shots off this hole into the water um that can stick in your mind or I've never seen this course before and it looks super intimidating. So fear of the future. Um, what is in reality, what has happened in the past or what could happen in the future is completely irrelevant to what you're doing right now. Just because you've had poor performance in the past, whether it be on this tee shot, whether it be, in a meeting with a particular client it doesn't matter what the situation is it, your past performance does not dictate future performance and as far as looking ahead towards the future the future hasn't happened yet all you can control is what's happening right now and being i to me that's what mindfulness means to me it means staying present, not worrying about things that I have no control over, not worrying about things until it's time to worry about them. Mm -mm -mm. That's my hubby to be, y'all. <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. We we completely agree on what mindfulness is. Uh my brain just doesn't like to do it is the big struggle and and thus a big reason why we're doing this episode because as you know it's something that i personally have been more focused on in the last several months but especially in the last couple months um but i i love that and you know zen golf for for those of you who don't know me or or maybe didn't catch the first episode I am not, okay, see, correction. I was not an athletic person. I never did sports growing up or any of that. And I used to think that I had no interest in golfing, but I realized that it was actually a fear, a fear of failure, a fear of judgment, a fear of sucking that I told myself, convinced myself I didn't want to golf. But then as I started to get healthy and I did start to work out and build strength and things like that, I was like, uh, actually, I kind of do want to try it. 
And who knew? I actually love it. But reason why I go into that is because you did recommend Zen Golf. In fact, you recommended that book to me before I even started golfing. And I was like, you're crazy, babe. Like, I don't want to golf. Why would I read a book about golf? So for all of you that are sitting here like, yeah, but it's a book about golf. Let me just tell you, I read it before I started golfing. And it really does help. And, and being able to go back through it once I did start golfing to say, okay, I really suck right now. And I can choose to dwell on the fact that I legit just was swinging and missing over the last, you know, five shots I just took. Because I, I missed a lot of shots when I started at the range. Like, I will just totally own that. I can either choose to let that run my the rest of my time here or I can just literally like melt it away let it go and this is a fresh new shot that is not something historically that I have ever been able to achieve like ever and golf was one of the first times where I actually was so I really I agree that this book and it's not a very long book so it's not a huge commitment you can even get it on audible I think it's free on audible even um, I really, really would recommend this if you have any struggle with mindfulness and some of the other things that they talk about in the book, we're actually going to be bringing up in some other tips later on in this episode. But yeah, I, I love that. I think that that is, it's so powerful. And I think that that's why I see it as your superpower, because to you, it, it feels so natural now. It's, it's just something that you've worked really hard to flex that muscle and strengthen that muscle that now it's like, it's old hat to you, but to someone like me, that it's a new thing where you're like, oh, wow, this is actually a place I could live. Like, this is amazing. I could be more present. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. So on a similar note, what are some of your go-to phrases or like thoughts that help you redirect when you start to get a little negative or futuristic in your thoughts? I think one of the biggest ones that, and you're going to know this because I say this to you all the time. Um, one of the, one of the biggest ones that I tell myself is, or I should say one of the biggest questions that I ask myself is, is this a today problem or is this a tomorrow problem? Do I need to deal with this problem today? Or is this something that's down the road? Now, I don't want the listener to confuse that with procrastination. It's not what I'm talking about. However, let's just, I mean, we're kind of on the golf topic here. So let's just keep, kind of continue on with that. Let's say, you know, you're teeing off on the first hole, but you know, you've done your research on this course and you know, that tee shot on the fourth hole is a real doozy. But when you're sitting there on the first hole, why, why would you be thinking about that tee shot on the fourth hole? It's not doing you any good. In fact, it's doing you, it's doing you dirty because you're already way ahead of where you need to be. You, your head needs to be on the first hole. The fourth hole doesn't matter right now. It's what's on the first hole. In fact, it's not even the entire hole. It's the it's that shot that you need to worry about. 
the tee shot on the fourth hole, that's a tomorrow problem. The tee shot here on the first hole, that's a today problem. I need to deal with the today problem. So, yeah, like I said, it's not about procrastinating. It's not about, you know, pushing things aside. It's about dealing with things in order, dealing with the problem that's right here, right now. <laughs> I'm still just like that whole did you dirty because I'm just thinking about like <laughs> all these rounds of golf where I'm like, yeah, that hole did me dirty. That course did me dirty. <laughs> I'm still not really good at golf, y'all. Like I've I've only been golfing for you know a year. Uh, um, I've been playing for 20 years and I still don't play well, so don't feel bad. <laughs> it's relative, yeah. but yeah, for sure it is. Yeah, but yes, I I love that phrase. And for for those who who don't know this part of me, I'm currently a student in a life coaching program, the Jay Shetty life coaching certification school and i have shared that phrase that's a tomorrow problem or that question is this a today problem or a tomorrow problem i have shared that with a lot of coaching friends of mine with some of my clients and i cannot tell you why like i don't i'm sure that there's some sort of you know weird little voodoo psychological thing behind it but there is something about that phrase or that question that snaps you back into right now. And I, I love it. The amount of times that I hear that from Sean per week, I don't know. It's, it's probably at least five to 10 times, depending on how stressed I am that week. <laughs> if I can interject really quick, I think what it, I think the reason that it's so effective is it changes your frame of reference. It, it, it shifts your frame from being worried about all of these other things that you can't do anything about right now to shifts it to right now. I think that's why it's so effective. Well, sure. Yeah. It brings you back to the, the current moment and the, the current stress. It makes you address it in a way that it's just different. So yeah, I agree. I love that. And I think to use another example for those that aren't golfers, you know, this is definitely not like a sports podcast. Don't worry. But here's here's a, a girly example, if you will. So currently we're planning our wedding. Our wedding is in February. There are multiple times a week where I will be like, OK, Sean, we got to like get the plates. We got to do this. And oh, we need to you know make sure to do this or do this. And oh, I can't decide about this for the flowers or this or that. And he'll ask me sometimes, that sounds like a tomorrow problem. Is that a tomorrow problem? Because it'll be something that I can't even order for like another four months. And I'm over here worrying about it when I have other things that are not only things I need to address, like Sean talked about, not procrastinating, but there are things that I need to address maybe now that have a closer deadline or there are moments that I'm missing. Maybe it's a, it's a loving little romantic moment with me and Sean, or it could be, I, I get to witness a, a family hug or something. And it's just a really sweet moment. There's, there's all kinds of things that you miss a beautiful sunset. All of these things are, are moments that you may not get back or they might be different. 
And so being mindful and present, that's what I, I think of now. It's like, well, I don't, why waste this time of, of worrying? And to a degree, there is a psychological thing behind it of it is a form of procrastination by stressing about the future. You're putting off some things right now that maybe you're afraid of tackling. If you're like me, you have this fear of failure or things like that where you have to battle that. And so pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone in that in that way is part of it. But like, I, I love that question. I hope that you can implement that thought or question. It will make a lot of impact in a good way for you. It seriously helps me calm down. It, it reduces my stress level big time. So, you know, what are what are some other ways or, you know, how do you not let some of those future stresses worry you though, Sean? Like, is there something that you do physically that helps you not let some of those stressors sort of take over your mind? Well, I think once again, it all comes back to shifting your frame of reference to the present as opposed to allowing yourself to get into a future mindset or even a past mindset. So one technique that I will use, and it's, I only fairly recently learned it and, um, but it's been very effective is a technique called box breathing. Now, before I get into what box breathing actually is, I just want to say, I kind of used to think that breathing techniques or whatever other than you know okay taking a few deep breaths you know like just a i've read about studies that say you know even just doing that it releases pressure i don't know i don't exactly know physiologically what it does but i know that it reduces stress and has all kinds of amazing benefits and a lot of people have felt that however um i've learned a technique called box breathing which not you not only get the benefit of just the but you it also shifts you into a present mindset because um you have to kind of think about what you're doing so the technique itself is really simple um basically the way that i do it is i will i i think of like a like a music beat in my head like a one two three four one two three for you know whatever you know just a kind of a nice even steady rhythm like that and i will inhale for that one two three four just so basically you inhale on the one two three four you hold it for one two three four exhale one two three four hold that for one two three four and you just keep doing that in a cycle um i know there have also been studies about how putting yourself into a rhythm is also very beneficial for you and as somebody who has i mean i've always been a huge fan of music but i've also dabbled in playing music in the past um just things start to feel better when i feel like i'm in a rhythm um for all you sports nuts out there there's a very common youth euphemism about you know, a player like who is performing well is quote unquote in rhythm. Um, so there's a lot to be said, said for that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Box breathing is probably 
one of my favorite new discoveries of was it this year maybe or end of no it must have been like end of last year the first time I came across it and the one of the first times that I heard about it or learned about it was in the show Limitless with Chris Hemsworth and um such a great show if you haven't watched that you need to yeah it's it's life-changing y'all it's so so good it's six episodes each one is a different theme um a different task that chris is going through but it's so deep and in educational but yet relatable and i i love that because i never knew that for example chris hemsworth struggles with anxiety and it was almost eerie and i know sean would agree with this like hearing chris hemsworth talk about how he thinks or some of his fears or anxieties i was like holy shit that's like my brain right there and that's weird so it was super super helpful for me but they talked about box breathing in one of the episodes and I, I have to tell you that if you do struggle with anxious habits of thinking, this is something that I would highly recommend adding into your routine to help kind of calm you. It it really, really helps me. So yeah, that's that's awesome. Thank you for yeah, sharing you, that. For sure. You can literally use that anytime, anywhere. I mean, you don't have to make a big production of it. Just, you know. I don't know. You can do it while you're sitting there at a red light. Just yeah. Just put yourself in that rhythm. It, time it to the beat of the music that you're listening to. I mean, it's super, super simple and it's very effective. Yeah. Although, I mean, I listen to a lot of EDM, so I'm kind of thinking that that might help me like pass out if I'm <laughs> trying to time it to like EDM music, you know not my recommendation um if you pass out blame it on sean totally kidding so (laughs) yes i it's funny that you said red light too because i was literally envisioning like when you're in traffic and you know we live in florida we have a lot of crazy drivers here we're not going to get into it we could do a whole another episode on that but um yeah using box breathing you know in those moments really really big or if you have to have a difficult conversation with someone and you're like preparing and you just need to calm that stress in your body because we all know that stress is is really bad for us but it's actually extremely bad for us another thing that you can learn about in that limitless with chris hemsworth highly recommend so quick question though sean this one might take a second to kind of think about but i mean if mindfulness were actually a superhero power how would you describe its special abilities in everyday life like can you visualize this i think i have an idea but i want to hear your answer first so that's a really interesting question that i guess i hadn't really framed it that way before but if i think about it in terms of a superpower what would it allow you to do i would say that it i don't know i wouldn't say that it completely negates your tendency to worry about things but if you are a worrier it's because 
you are spending way too much time thinking about the future and thinking about the past and not ne spending nearly enough time in the present. And by bringing yourself into a present mind mindful state, it, it, it I'm not going to say that it will completely erase all your worries away, but it will definitely lower their frequency and intensity. And I happen to know that there's a lot of people out there who pretty much spend their entire life worrying about things. It can be from really, really intense, strong, you know, worries that, you know, to just the tiniest little thing. And yeah, I would say, I would say that's probably the greatest superpower that mindfulness gives you is it it gives you control over how much you worry about things mm. yeah and it's a control that i think you know for for someone that does struggle more with this when you do feel it like i've i've had those moments where it almost felt like a, a, a light switch flipped on or off whichever you want to look at it and it was like, oh, damn, like, this is cool. Okay. You know, I, I feel a little more chill. I feel like I can tackle things a lot more. I'm definitely, yeah, less stressed and, and more in the moment. But um, it, you, you prompted a, another thing that you often say to me, especially that I do tend to use now with myself, and that's talking about stressing over a potential outcome and often you will say to me like well that's a possible outcome what if it doesn't go that way you know what if it ends up going positive and you stressed yourself out for nothing or what if it does go that way and you stressed yourself out double because you stressed out now and at the time that it's happening and that's true because when you when you really step back you're like okay yeah that's true i don't want to do that one i don't want to do that to my my body but also my mind and yeah what if it does all work out like what if what if i just stress myself out for nothing but you you I also actually, i just want to jump in real quick i think this is a really good point to mention the fact that the brain, and this is something I recently learned over the past year or so too, and I know you have too, Alexis, that the brain does not process the words no, don't. It, it doesn't process in a negative frame. So when you are thinking about something, like when you're thinking about like, I don't want to do something, like I don't want to make this mistake or or let's just leave it at that. I, I don't want to make this particular mistake. Your brain doesn't comprehend what the word don't does in that context. All it's all your subconscious is kind of thinking about is the fact that you are thinking about this mistake. And by doing that, you are actually making that mistake more likely to happen. So going back to the whole golf thing let's just say you're standing on the tee and there's water left well if you you know okay so obviously you don't want to hit it into the water but 
your mind is already on that water. You shouldn't be concentrating on what you don't want to hit. You should be thinking about the fairway. I want to hit this fairway or, you know, I want to perform well at, in this sales call or whatever the case may be. You need to frame your thought process around what you want to accomplish, not what you, not the mistake that you don't want to make. Right. What you're running towards, not running from. Exactly. Think yeah. about what you want to hit, not what, not what you want to miss. Yeah. And, you know, that that does touch on on another topic of another episode um, around the RAS or the reticular activating system that I'm I'm so excited. I totally geek out about that. I know you do, too, Sean, because we talk a lot about one. it. Yeah. I'm, I'm very, very excited for that, but you're, you're right. And so moving, moving into another question that I wanted to ask you. So like, what would you describe are some of the best benefits when you are more mindful, like in your opinion? Oh, there's so many, um, <laughs> being less stressed in general, um, when you're, you don't have a whole lot of time, like you don't, your body doesn't process stress that much when you're just staying in the present. I mean, if what you're going through in the present situation is a stressful situation, you know, it, I'm never going to sit here and tell you that you're never going to experience stress. That's just not true. However, so many people have to deal with not only the stressful situation that's right in front of them, but then they're adding the stress of, oh my gosh, I have to go home and I have to make dinner for the kids. And then I got to get the kids um, outfits ready for the next day. And then I got to, you know, pay these bills. And then I got to do like, you're, you can only handle so much. And if you are not staying present, if you're not being mindful and you're allowing all of those things to pile on top of what you've actually of the issue that you got right in front of you it's overwhelming and i think a lot of i think that's a very common thing and i think that's why especially in modern society i think that's why a lot of people are so stressed out because they're not only having to confront the problems that are right in front of them but they're trying to tackle problems that are three steps five steps a hundred steps down the road it's exhausting exhausting is is a great way to put it exhausting and overwhelming absolutely sure and you know another thing that you just reminded me is stressing about it isn't going to change the outcome sure isn't that's that's absolutely one of not. the that's one of the big things that i have realized through exploring you know being more mindful and and being in the present moment i mean one i'm the type of person that i don't like to waste time because I, I wasted a lot of my life. I don't want to, that's, that's a bad way to put it. Let me take a step back. I didn't waste a lot of my life, but there was a lot of my life that I spent regretting things or wishing for different. And it was because I was overweight, super self-conscious, too afraid to go after things. I watched a lot of my friends and family doing things, whether it was active things, trying out for sports or theater or, 
dating or so many different things that I wanted to do, but I was so in my head about it and I couldn't, or I just felt so self-conscious because I was overweight and I was so out of shape and I didn't want to do the work at the time. So for me, it's not that I wasted a lot of time, but I wasted a lot of me a lot of my potential and my experiences maybe is a better way to put it. So for me, I'm more mindful of that now, which means I want to be more in the present because I don't want to waste more time. But so some of the the, the benefits I just wanted to share real quick on, on the back of what you said is I have found myself to obviously, yes, less stressed, less negative thinking. Um, I have actually found myself and and I think and hope that you would agree with this, that I tend to be more fun, more playful. I actually have an ability to be a little more spontaneous. I, I'm a planner, y'all. I love to plan. I enjoy it, but it also sometimes admittedly makes me feel better. But I have been able to be a little bit more spontaneous and therefore more excited in the future when I do get to some of these situations because I wasn't building it up as a negative potential outcome in my head and then stressing about it for months on end or something. Cause you know, that's totally what my brain loves to do. My, my ego, you know, he's a prick. So being more mindful also can loosen some of the, the fears hold on you. That's one of the big ones for me too. And it honestly, makes you so much more grateful for what you have and where you are. That was a big one that I was going to bring up. Just the level of gratitude that you have towards life. It just really makes you feel so much more grateful when you're not sitting there worried about everything all the time. Yeah. And you feel more alive. For sure. Now that I'm thinking about it, that's probably one of the coolest parts about it is it's like you feel more alive when you're able to actually be more mindful. So what can you share a time when that that kind of contrast between like a mindful and a distracted moment really like stood out to you? I think you even just had one recently with disc golf, right? Yeah. So I recently um, in a like a league environment got to play with some players who are extreme like there's some of the best in our league and actually there's some of the best in the entire area and there definitely would have been a part of me that in the past where i might have thought about man these guys are so so much better than i am and just letting all of the negative like oh man like i'm not worthy to be playing alongside these guys it, it would have been really easy to let myself get into that mindset but then i actually thought about well what no i'm not going to allow myself to get there how am i going to change my frame of mind well i can actually watch these guys and see if i can't learn something i can ask these guys questions about you know why they picked a particular shot or why they threw a particular disc or whatever doesn't matter what matters is the fact that i wasn't allowing myself to be intimidated by what i perceived as their increased level of skill over what i possessed that didn't matter what mattered to me 
was that I was going to use this experience as a learning experience and look at this not as something to be feared, but as an opportunity. And it went great. Um, I actually played fairly well. I made some mistakes, but so did they. And actually, that helped me a lot, too. I saw that so, that even though some of these guys are the best in the area, they still make mistakes. And they make some of the same mistakes I do, not as often and not as bad, but it was it it helped even more so it kind of helped bring the situation back down to earth for me and i think that's what mindfulness really does for you is it just it simplifies things it makes it more it just makes everything seem more doable because you're you're breaking things down into bite-sized chunks instead of having the whole thing there so mm yeah that's that's powerful and and that's a really good visual um especially that you you drew at the end of it's it's really breaking it down into bite-sized chunks and that's true because when when you think about it a lot of times yeah we're looking at that that whole picture we need to be the best know all the things and yada 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 instead of just kind of learning from the situation but that's that's amazing. It's amazing that you were able to sort of draw yourself back to that moment. And I think that's an important note that I, I just want to like pause real quick here. The practice of mindfulness is you're, you're not going to be perfect at it. We're not perfect at it. We, we preface by saying that we are not experts at this. But the point is, you know, at some point, you're going to get to that, that distinctive space where you will actually not have to consciously think oh I need to draw myself back and be more mindful it's going to become a little bit more second nature more often so I think that that's really really important you're not going to be an expert at first so don't expect to be so what are a couple of just quick practical tips for integrating this this mindfulness practice into a busy daily routine well i think i think the box breathing i i think that's one that will really really help people um or i mean there's so many other little breathing techniques out there that i think you can go on the internet and read about them if you just google it I, there's a hundred and five different things out there that you can find um practicing daily gratitude you know just thinking about what you're what you're thankful for in your life can really help and, and keeping those things in mind but put little reminders in front of you use post-it notes on your you know put a sticky note on your work computer just something that makes you feel good happy grateful i think that can help um taking the time to really dig in deep with a person that you really care about whether that be your significant other whether it be a best friend even if it's a coworker that you just you two are tight you you get along really really well i i've had coworkers like that i hope other people have too but um sometimes just having a conversation and getting things out with somebody like that can be super helpful and there's 
there's tons of other things. I'm sure you've got examples too. Well, yeah, on the same note of digging deeper, I think you need to dig deeper with yourself. You really need to actually take time. Um, you're going to hear me talk a lot on this podcast about personal development. That's for a reason. That's because it has changed my life and all of these books and and I will say people that are experts in this field, for example, they talk about it for a reason because it actually helps. So digging deeper with yourself, finding out why you are anxious about whatever it is in the future. And, you know, typically that's the case and that's why you're not being in the present. Another quick exercise that you can try, I learned this in my life coaching school, practice when you're brushing your teeth. Most of us, this is going to sound really weird, but it totally works. When you're brushing your teeth in the morning, you're probably also running through your to-do list or you're like chasing kids around the house or you're, you know, yelling at your spouse to wake up, whatever it is. Practice instead, literally just brushing your teeth. Think about everything that is relative to brushing your teeth, how the toothpaste tastes, what it feels like, what your what your toothbrush feels like. Like just focus on that. When you start your day being mindful with even just that simple little exercise, your brain interprets that throughout the day like, oh, she actually wants to be more mindful. Okay, we're going to try and like focus a little bit this. It will actually over time improve some of your being present and productive. It's really amazing. And so speaking of kind of like making this more of a long-term change in your routine, like I, I think this is a bit of a silly question personally, but I, I'm curious, what's your advice for staying motivated and consistent in practicing mindfulness over time? So it's interesting you bring that question up and it's interesting the way you phrased it because I personally don't think that motivation, uh, I think people have a little bit of an unhealthy relationship with the word motivation. I think people tend to rely a little too much on motivation. I think motivation, and I mean, this is kind of diving into a whole different topic, but um, I just real quickly want to say that motivation comes from motivation comes from within. Um, you don't have to wait for motivation if you have discipline. If you create a to-do list and you check off the the boxes on that to-do list every day, you don't actually need motivation. Your motivation is to is to fulfill that list um so i just kind of wanted to bring that up real quick but um remind me of the question again i'm sorry i just oh kind of wanted to, i just kind of wanted to say that real quick went off on a tangent i'm sorry so, you, you, you I mean, brought so, up motivation and that's a big thing for me i know so. i probably shouldn't have i should have like saved that for yeah a future episode or something so, no, just talking about if you're adding this into mindfulness over long term, if someone starts to lose their motivation or, you know, they're trying to be consistent, what is a piece of advice that you can give them real quick? As far as staying more consistent? Yeah. Okay. I would say that is an interesting question. Um, I would say 
to be more consistent at being mindful if it's not something that comes naturally to you. I would say pay attention to your senses more. I know that sounds kind of weird, but take and more specifically, pay attention to the sensory inputs that you are getting from your senses. So what I mean by that is listen to the sounds around you. Take note of the smells. Take note of what you see. Um, if you are drinking something, eating something, what do you taste? Take note of the feeling of the texture of your desk or the pen in your hand or whatever. That just doing those things will make you more mindful and will bring you into the present. Because when you're paying attention to the sensory inputs that are coming in to you at that moment, you can't think about, you know, the <laughs> the, the wedding the, details that are yeah, whatever, you like or... the, the grocery list that you have to make and, you know, whatever. Um, I think that's a really effective method of mm -hmm. getting into that mindfulness state and being present is paying attention to your sense, paying attention to your senses. Uh, that's kind of an easy way to remember it. At least it is for me. Yeah. You know, it, it, that's exactly along the same lines of the toothbrush exercise, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. Really just focused. And, you know, you hear this a lot in like yoga and things where they talk about focusing on your breathing. That's why that's part of why they do it. They're trying to help you build that kind of skill. So yeah, having that in your back pocket to jump back to and I, I will just say this. This might sound a little bit sassy, but, you know, I, I got to do it. Why wouldn't you want to be mindful? Like, if you're working towards something, let's just say a goal, there might be a lot of time you're working on it. Wouldn't it be better to enjoy that time? Like, what if it takes you years? Say you're, you're building or opening a new business. It might take years until that business makes you money or the money that you want it to. And that'd be years you wasted not being present and enjoying time with family, friends, yourself. Like, why, why wouldn't you want to work at least a little bit to be consistent with it? So again, you know, tangents galore over here. We could go on for days. <laughs> So this, this has just been amazing, babe. Thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom with us. And y'all, seriously, I hope you took notes. Make sure to download this episode, mark it, go back to it, listen again. There was so much gold. We really tried to just share what the, the best things that we could think of for this one. And so now we need to explain the name of the episode, Sean, because... <laughs> I know. Some oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. I know some of y'all are like WTF with this title. So, do do you want to explain? Nah, I think I I, I think you've got this. You... Okay. <laughs> All right, that's fair. It's fair because it was actually my random ass brain that came up I was with. Say this. you came up with it. Yeah. 
so (laughs) and literally like the name of this episode i'm not even joking you guys like the name of this episode came to me as i had just laid down in bed i was laying there for like mm, 15 seconds and it was like bing okay so that's yeah so i'm to give a little bit of context here i'm an early riser like i get up at 5 a.m because you know i've got a life to live damn it and so i also start work at 6 a.m now so whereas sean gets up about 8 30 yes i know like normal right that's what sean would say i consider normal normal. (laughs) yeah well so i went in one morning to snuggle him for a minute before he got up and i have no idea where this came from but you know suddenly we're we're wrestling and i tend to go for what i can happens a lot by the way yeah so we're like i tend to go for what i can like sean's a lot taller than me a lot stronger than me and so my brain for whatever reason was like go for the nipple like go for for a titty twister yeah which you know that's just like a i don't know if you guys grew up like like i did like we did that that was just kind of a thing that you did when you were younger and i don't know so uh, whatever that wasn't all though like i blurted out i'm gonna get your biscuit give me a biscuit oh like what <laughs> what are you talking oh my god so now y'all i honestly have no idea like why so don't try to figure this out like no don't because we can't even figure it out <laughs> i just it it just happened for some reason my brain was like nipple biscuit so we <laughs> laughed hysterically for like 15 minutes about this and then you know since then it's been a whole thing and so like if we're play fighting or wrestling or whatever like i might tell him that he has a biscuit toll that he owes me like he owes me a toll biscuit tax biscuit yeah toll. yeah he, that he owes me or like there's biscuit <laughs> insurance to protect him from getting me or like i told him one day that his biscuits were vulnerable and so, and and we had to call a biscuit truce Computers because of this truce. And so, see, there's one of the one of the accents. Um, and so, I said, well, you know, like biscuits were in danger, and you know, needed to call this truce. And so suddenly, Sean goes, "Okay, I call a truce, a biscuit truce, a trisket." I just combined <laughs> truce and biscuit into trisket. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's us. Um, so yeah, Trisket is a term. It's completely random. Not what anybody else thinks it means. Right. It's it, we're not really talking about biscuits. We're not really talking about Triscuits. Yeah. So this is this is how we are, and and we make up the most ridiculous mm. things. Like Sean's accent that he just pulled out there. That's you know I named him Winston Peabody the third. Like Winston what? Peabody the third. It's just, it's ridiculous and it's, it's amazing, but you know, we, we make up the most ridiculous things. We laugh about it and then we add to it as if it's like a real thing. And so it's so weird. But like I told Sean the other day that if we were to describe my mind as being made up of movie lands, that it would be Hogwarts, Disney World, Beetlejuice, the Fast and the Furious, Eight Mile, love actually and inside out like it is is totally dead nuts accurate (laughs) it is a theme park among amazing theme parks up there let me just say and that (laughs) it does it feels fairly accurate 
So, you know, who knows why and where the goofy ass things I come up with, which land that popped out of, who knows. But so you see this episode has multiple meanings, really. Not only does it make us laugh, but it's about being mindful. Mind you. Yeah, these, all of this stuff comes from being present and yeah. being mindful. Yeah, and guarding <laughs> your biscuits. And guarding because your biscuits. You, you have to guard your biscuits from Titty Twisters. Hey, like, you can't have a Trisket all the time. Exactly. It, it, really, sometimes your biscuits are vulnerable. <laughs> right. Or you old tax, uh, biscuit tax, and then, you know, you're out of insurance and it's done. So, you know, if we want to get deeper with this and, and the name of this episode, I also think that it's a good message about being mindful of your heart, you know, that thing beneath your biscuits. And so, like, it's it's got to be a little bit feisty, spicy, silly, but meaningful. Like, that's the best approach to life, in in my opinion. So... With that, you know, I I do just want to say thank you so much for hanging out with us, y'all. This has been a blast. We're super, super thankful that we got to do this. And I need to give a couple of quick shout outs before we close. So today, or at least when the day that this episode publishes on September 2nd, 2023, will actually mark 20 years since I lost my mama, Lucy. And we actually just passed eight years for Sean losing his mom, Julie, a couple weeks ago as well. And it it amazes me that it's even been that long. And yet some days it feels like another lifetime ago because I'm such a different person. You know, 20 years is a long time. But I want to thank my mom for everything that she ever gave me, everything that she taught me and is within me. She taught me that being happy was the definition of being rich and was the most important thing we can do in life. And I'm proud that I've done the work to finally be honoring her in that way and designing a happy life. But most importantly, I'm thankful that she helped bring Sean into my life. That's what I believe. I met Sean in a Yahoo chat room. Remember those, y'all? Just three months. You're an OG after. if you remember those. <laughs> yeah. Just after, they're just three months after my mom passed. And I was sad and lonely. And he became an amazing friend when I was afraid to let anyone else in. And so thank you, Mamacita. I love you. I miss you more than anything. Thank you for sending me the man that became my new best friend and my future husband. Thank you to Sean for being there when I needed you back then and for being here when I need you now. I'm forever grateful for you and always aim to be present in our adventures together. So thank you all for listening. I appreciate each one of you. I'm so, so glad to have you on this journey with me on Fear No Ego. Be sure to look at your loved ones with gratitude today and always. It will change your life. It's the last tip to just reinforce that mindfulness practice in your life. So don't forget to follow for future episodes. You don't want to miss the next one. It's going to be epic. If you want to learn about a topic, send me an email at fearnoego at gmail.com along with why it's important to you. Share your stories. We'd love to hear how you're using some of the info shared today in your life. So thank you again for hanging out with us. We appreciate you. 
until the next episode, hold up. Hey. Yeah, yeah. I went a little Dr. Dre on you. So until next time, I believe in you. Be bold, stay fierce, and fear no egos.